Last time on Pokemon Rollout, our trainers took some time to train their minds while at the Monastery of the Scaled Fist. Professor Sneeze read up on the Flames of Agni, Liliana looked into different healing methods, and Charlie researched archetypes of the past. During their visit to the library, Liliana and Professor Sneeze got into an argument about the role people play in the lives of Pokemon, and whether humans interfered with Pokemon or if they were a benefit to them. While this discussion was taking place, Charlie rode a drampa around the monastery. From a distance, he was approached by a member of the Firo Corps, requesting the trainers to come to their headquarters. What does the Firo Corps need with our heroes? Find out today on Pokemon Rollout. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Where in the World is Charlie Pine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael, and I play Professor Rudimentus Eat More Chicken Sneeze. <laughs> and I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana Dehydrated Shadow Card. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Drink my water. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, make sure before I forget, uh, we have a couple of shout outs. I'm just going to get them right away so that I've got them for yeah. you and we'll bring it up again for you too. But I've, I'm shouting out uh, Ursa93 and Andrew Case. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. Woo! 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 All right. Awesome. So when we last left uh, our intrepid trainers, are we intrepid? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we are now. <laughs> uh, they had been training at the Monastery of the Scaled Fist. We are actually coming back to them a couple of weeks later now. They've done uh, quite a bit more training and are much better set up. Uh, what are your guys' Pokemon teams as you head towards the Firo Corps headquarters where you were asked to go? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Come back to me. <laughs> so which six Pokemon are you bringing along? Depends. What are we doing next? <laughs> uh, so I assume we don't want to, uh, you just wanted the Pokemon that uh, evolved during that time to evolve. You don't want to make them any in-game in events uh, at this no, point. No, I will say, yeah, that, that, was, that happened during your training. Charlie, with his Pokemon, did some very intense training, and uh, he worked on martial arts with Bernie, and he worked on anger issues with Chomps, the, the Gyarados. Uh, and, and by making them worse, honestly. Say, encouraging or? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he. Encouraging the anger issues. <laughs> and he helped uh, hollow the Trevenant. Uh, well, sorry, hollow the Phantom grow. He uh, helped uh, Cuddles the Bagon go. Well, formerly Bagon to go uh, one step further in his dreams here. So we now have Bernie the Blaziken finally. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Uh, ready to, to kick uh, kick it into high gear here. We still have mm-hmm. Nilly the Kadabra. We have Katana the Ponyard, the archetype. 
Uh, we have Hair of the Absol still. We now have Hollow the Trevenant. And we have uh, Giggles, mm. who is still the Yarmahaha. And then Cuddles the Shellgon. Mm. I mean, you were, in a, you were in a high place, so Cuddles found plenty of things to jump off of. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> he had to show off for all the other uh, dragon types. True. Uh, he he uh, just ended up, like, uh, got tired of falling on his nose and his back and his head and all that stuff and just started turned into a beach ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the one problem I will say is now that he is armored everywhere, nothing stops him from jumping off of things. <laughs> he has no reason not to. He's just constantly climbing up Charlie's leg and then just jumping off of his back. I mean, I believe mm-hmm. Shellgon weigh in excess of a hundred pounds. Oh boy! But <laughs> as far as I can tell, I don't think Shellgon have. I mean, they probably do have mouths, but they might be primarily covered by its shell. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I can just imagine going, hmm, 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 mostly hidden behind everything. <laughs> <laughs> Their little stumpy legs. <laughs> He's so cute. Professor Sneeze has uh, on his team currently uh, Melody the Wigglytuff, Archie the Apom, Schmoopy the Gastrodon, Boss the Primeape, Snacks the Munchlax, and Arthur the Honedge. And there was a lot of training that went on with them uh, and with some other Pokemon as well. In the midst of uh, the training, uh, Flora evolved into a Florges. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In the mix there. She's not along on the current team, but uh, a notable evolution. We have our good old Growlithe Grunge, and now our dear Spicy is a Torterra. Trigger is still a Machoke, and Sparky is still a Scyther. Baruz is now a Zorark, and Victoria is, of course, still a Gyarados. The path from the Monastery of the Scaled Fist to the headquarters of the Fero Corps is narrow, steep, and fairly barren of life. Uh, you all head up the steep cliffside towards the top of the mountain, hunching up against the biting wind despite the world edging more fully from spring into summer all around you. Overhead, you can occasionally see the wheeling forms of the huge birds that give the Fero Corps their name, some of them peeling off to fly out over the Chandy region to the north or the south. The path ahead of you finally begins to level out and widen, spreading out as you approach an imposing stone edifice perched at the very top of the mountain. This building seems to have absolutely no de-influence whatsoever. It is a massive monolith of square black stone thrusting into the sky. Periodically, doors open in the sides of this monolith all up and down its face, allowing Firo and their riders to escape into the open air. The top of this building is completely flat and circular, and an odd shimmer appears just above the surface as though it was radiating heat. Right in front of this building, you are met by three people in the distinctive feathered uniforms of the Fero Corps. Hold a moment, one of them begins. You have been recommended to us to learn about one of the Fero Corps' greatest secrets, and your admission to the monastery is a strong sign of your strength. The second one continues. However, we must test your abilities ourselves before we can give you entry. The third one finishes. Virocore members must always be prepared to fly, so neither we nor our signature mounts will battle you directly. This will be a Pokemon versus Pokemon battle. The first Corman states, looking over the three of you. 
Uh, and so we will all do battle with you here, the second person adds. As one, the Fero Corps members take a Pokeball from their belts and throw them out, releasing a gray-skinned Pokemon with bat-like wings and staring yellow eyes, a blue and tan eel with red markings on its tail and around its ring-like mouth, and a small greenish Pokemon encased in vibrant green slime. You may each use three Pokemon. We will each only use two. The third person from the Furocore states, looking over all of you, we will all battle at once. Are you ready? Uh. No, that sounds lame. Are you going to give us something for this? I was saying, haven't we proved ourselves enough here? Like, we bat battled the Unfeathered. I think that would, like, go, go a ways with you guys. Feathered. Yeah, what's your damage? <laughs> the Unfeathered. <laughs> 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 Do we have to pick our three Pokemon now? Just this is now the uh, character. No, question. but you, you should probably send out one. Okay. Uh, can I roll a Pokemon Ed on the Pokemon they sent yes, out first? Yeah, me too. Ah, uh, three. They're Pokemon. Yeah, they are indeed Pokemon. <laughs> they aren't Firo, which is throwing uh, Charlie for a huge <laughs> loop. Is this Firo type shifted? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-six. I got eight. <laughs> Liliana, you, uh, what you know is you recognize two of them to some extent. The gray-skinned one you know uh, is a Gliscor <laughs> because it's a cool bat-type thing, and it, uh, you, you've seen, like, Gligar and things around, and so they can fit. Uh, at least at, there was at least one gang in Ratu that used their aesthetic. <laughs> they were overly dramatic and often easy to beat, but, you know, they were around. <laughs> And you recognize the one in green slime because you know that, I believe it was Professor Sneeze caught one of those. It was being uh, attacked by Yarmahaha when you ran into those. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a bigger version of it, so you're guessing it's an evolution. Professor Sneeze, the mm -hmm. gray-skinned Pokemon, is a Gliscor. It is a ground and flying type, the evolved form of a Gligar. Um, it is known as a vampiric mm -hmm. Pokemon. I believe it is famed for being able to essentially... Never stop flying. Mm. Nice. I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly correctly uh, what it is. The blue and tan eel is an electric, which is a pure electric type Pokemon. It is the evolved form of a Tynamo, and it is a vigorous carnivore um, mm. that is well known for attacking things. It uh, immediately attacks to paralyze and then keeps shocking something before eating it. Yeah. Uh, the final one is a Duosian. It is the evolved form of a Solosis. Pure psychic type. You know that it has two brains, um, which causes it to sometimes try to do two things at once. But when those two brains work in tandem, it has greater psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. So that is what you are fighting here. Yeah. I relate to all of that information. We're dealing with a ground and flying type, a psychic type, and an electric type. Thanks, nerd. And just to clarify for you guys, this is essentially a battle royale. So it's not 1v1, 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 it's 3v3. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. All right, um, Charlie's going to send out, uh, we're going to put out um, Hollow the Trevenant. Um, Sneeze is going to say, all right, come on out, Snacks. Let's show them what we've got. And I send out Snacks the Munchlax. I'm going to toss out Ruse. Ruse. All right. Uh, is Ruse appearing as a Zoroark? No, I hadn't thought of what I wanted her to be yet, though. <laughs> okay. She's also the fastest thing on the field, so. <laughs> That's fantastic. Snacks is not. 
I'll have her come out as a Fero. As a Fero, okay. Just for fun. Yeah, she's run into enough things, so yeah, she can come out as a Fero. Okay, so the illusion is only destroyed when you use a dam when it when you are hit by a damaging move. Okay, perfect. So mm. Ruse coming out as a Fero is first. What does Ruse do? I'm going to do Fury Swipes. Fury Swipes Second. on which Pokemon? Uh, let's just go with whatever one looks the strongest. Okay, the one with okay strongest as in bulkiest mo look the one that looks the most damaging or the one look yeah the one that looks like it's gonna do the most damage most damage okay that would probably be the electric i'm going to say go after that and eat the fish Ooh, i rolled a 19 on that That hits doesn't quite crit but it hits oh and i got an eight so so the damage base it says is three multiply okay. that by five so your damage base is actually 15. Okay. So what that means, yeah, that's a solid hit. So uh, roll 4d10. <laughs> 24. 24. Okay, add 20. Okay, so 44. And then add uh, Ruse's attack. So 44 plus yep. 20, so 64. 64 okay. physical normal damage. All right, that did a total of 49 normal physical damage, which is enough to give the electric electric two injuries immediately, but not to faint it. So uh, Ruse essentially charges forward, looking like she's flapping her wings and flying low to the ground as a Fero, and rears up with talons, which are actually her claws, to just rip at this electric. Ruse just getting hammered under this and like trying to twist away and getting attacked and just really trying to work against this, but it got pretty well and truly shredded. The Fearcore that sent out the Glaxicore looks around and goes and points to Hollow and says, that one, acrobatics. And so the Glaxicore whips forward and goes to swing around and hit Hollow, but Hollow manages to catch the Glaxicore and bat it aside. Nice. Doesn't deal any damage to it, but it misses. Where we go, Hollow? <laughs> uh, Hollow is the next fastest. At least for this turn. <laughs> we almost want to retaliate with that, but uh, we're going to go with a slow burn with Hollow. We're just going to go ahead and do Ingrain to stabilize ourselves, and uh, basically every turn uh, we're going to gain a tick of hit points. So. All right, so Hollow basically is looking over the battlefield in his Trevenant form. He's just kind of like staring down over everyone. Just You see his roots just sinking into the mountain. It is the uh, Duosian's turn, and the Duosian also spins around, and the second one actually points to... Um, actually, really quickly here, Nick, before we do move on, Forest Lord. So does that just count as, like, my attack for the, the turn, or or is that, like, something I do in addition to my attack? Forest Lord is a shift action, so it is different than an attack, which is mm. a standard action. Okay. Yeah, let's go ahead and retaliate with that um, uh, with that glide score, and we're going to hit it with a an astonish attack. Wit fully grown trees are nearby. Oh, butts! Never mind. I'm sorry, you're on top of a mountain. <laughs> you know the the mountain trees. That uh, mountain path that I literally said was barren of life on the way up. Yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. 
No, no, you're, you're right. There, there, there's a reason I wanted to have Life Force and not Forest Lord. <laughs> Understandable, but alright. Then it is the Duosian's turn. I'm looking over, he points at the Fero that seems to have done a bunch of damage. He goes, use Psy Wave! So it goes with a Psy Wave and Electric... Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, Psychic Energy gets blasted and slams down onto this Fero. And let's see what it would have done. <laughs> So, uh, if Ruse had not been a dark type, she would have just taken 64 damage. No, she just would have lost six. Ooh. She just would have lost 64 HP, Ooh. flat out. Oh wait! But so if if it because it is an attack, it's zero. It, it, it slides off of her. It's not a status class move. It is still a special type move. So if you want her, do you want her to react as though this as though she took the damage? No, let's keep her. Let's keep her as a fear okay. still. Uh, well, that, that's not what I meant. I mean, do you want her to pretend like she took the damage? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then uh, give me a stealth check from her, since for some reason they don't give Pokemon Guile to successfully play act like she just took a full strength Psywave from this thing. Ooh, her stealth is off the charts mm-hmm. too. My gosh. I bet. <laughs> 26 stealth. All right. Half of the Fero's wings in the illusion, like, crumple and crackle from the psychic energy, and it falls to the ground and, like, barely pushes itself up as it's working to fight. She's really milking it. (laughs) (laughs) She's totally overly dramatic. (laughs) The other one, galvanized by this, goes to the electric, which is just barely faster than Snacks is. (laughs) He goes, all right, then, finish it off. Use discharge, <laughs> and so it moves forward and it blasts out a blast of electrical energy, which hits. How, how hard? <laughs> it does fifty-four electric special damage to Ruth. Friend guard. Nice. You are nearby, so she resists hey. it one step further. Yep. So, so uh, first take down defense, and then it, yeah. it's first defense, then resistance, right? We always yeah, do this. Okay. <laughs> so, we do, yes. So you said it was 55, right? 54. 54, okay. Uh, and so it's special it's damage, be... electric special. So first take off uh, Ruse's defense, or special defense from that. So 43 she's now And then her for that divide it by half, rounding up. 22. Right, so Ma- math teacher does have to make a point. You're dividing by two rounding up. Dividing by half would actually be doubling yes, it. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could do it the way that I said it if you really want me to be specific. No, I, I'm, 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 yeah. no that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so the electric energy crackles across this seemingly weakened Fero's frame, and just as it goes, uh, Hollow manages to kind of like jounce this electrics or electric so that it doesn't hit as strongly as it could have but it still crackles across the sphero and the illusion just gets shocked away revealing a much much less harmed zoroark in its place and she's just like rolling on the ground she's laughing <laughs> uh, back to the top of the round it is ruse's turn again Wait, no sorry it's snacks i forgot about snacks because he was so slow no that's just me snacks is <laughs> I mean, it is Snax's turn. I think it is, like, the slowest Pokemon in the game. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) His speed is one. (laughs) 
I put zero race. Like I said the, the electric is only uh, slightly faster. So that's awesome. Uh, Snacks is just gonna go up to the electric uh, and use chip away on it. All right. He's gonna start smacking at it, and that's it. It's a three to hit. Uh, Snacks kind of waddles up and goes in for a solid bat, uh, and the electric is able to worm his way around it so that he doesn't get hit. He get hit by and has managed to dodge to one side. Now it is Ruse's turn. Top of the round again. Top of the round again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were waiting for that. I was. <laughs> I'm going to have Ruse use a Night Slash on the new ocean. Okay. Okay, I got a 16 for accuracy. I'm going to do this to myself, and I'm going to be sad about it, but it is important. Uh, Since Night Slash is a pass move, the moment you activate it, you can move up to four meters in a straight line. Every uh, enemy that you pass through, you use Night Slash on as well. Oh heck yeah! So, Let's try and hit uh, as many of these suckers as possible. I say the glide score has moved itself out of out of frame, but you can hit the poor saddle electric and the duosian together because they kind of clustered closer to ruse, honestly, because they were both going for her. Perfect. Let's do it. So you said sixteen to hit. Sixteen okay. to hit. Yep. Uh, roll damage. Thirty dark physical. Thirty. Yeah, because I rolled. A 10. Plus 10 plus 20. Oh, that's a 9. So 13. Uh, plus 10 plus 20 for Night Slash. Oh, so 43 yes. then? For Night Slash, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you, add, you add 30 to the dice roll, so I was like, how? How did you roll two zeros? No. <laughs> you rolled zero. <laughs> <laughs> you using that D10 again? That doesn't go up to 10? These are so confusing. <laughs> I was using the D10 again, actually. <laughs> All right, so 43 dark physical damage you said 43 Mm -hmm. that did 28 dark physical damage to the electric which is actually not quite enough to drop it and it did 48 dark physical damage to the duosian which actually doesn't even give it an injury (laughs) because they are beefy yeah but it does they got all that jelly Ruse basically like from laughing on the ground from one instant she's laughing and then she's just up and tearing through both of these and she rips a good slash across the electric which is left kind of moving a little jerkily it's still up in the air still moving but working pretty well and she rips out an entire glob of green matter from the duosian who manages to kind of reform it around itself again but it's definitely thinner and less protective of its bo- of its actual physical body now and then she eats it. I mean, I was actually thinking about that. I mean, we've already had dark types eat, do, eat the Duosian thing before, so it's canonical. It's true. Have uh-huh. we? It's, yeah, it's that's how that's how you met Yarmahaha. Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. They were trying to eat the celosis. Mm-hmm. It's a tasty little Jello Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lime Jello. So. Everyone, everyone, mark it down now. Uh, canonically, <laughs> the Solosis line is really tasty to dark types. <laughs> in the Chandy, <laughs> well, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, that's probably why we've only seen two so far. No. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> A little bit rare. 
Uh, that means that it is the Gliscor's turn again. A little bit rare. That's how um, that's how they like them. A little bit rare. <laughs> Perfect. Eat more chicken. Uh, the other one looking around actually points to Ruse now and says, Gliscor, use U-turn. And so it rushes forward and slams into Liliana. Oh, what? That's not fair. Uh, not Liliana, Ruse. I, I apologize. I forgot that you guys aren't fighting this. He's trying to start something, I'll take you down. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> so it slams into Ruse, and three things occur. The first mm-hmm. place it comes flying forward, and just like there's greenish, buggy energy that hits Ruse. All right, so it deals 40 bug physical damage to Ruse, who is not adjacent to Hollow anymore because she moved due to her Night Slash. I can't even use it as a scene. Yeah, I wondered if it was a scene, but just... Uh, so, 40 uh, dark physical. It also poisons Ruse due to poison points. Oof. As it oh, rolled man. really nice. It, it rolled just below a, a crit. So, it ran for just smashes into Ruse, and then it immediately gets sucked back into its Pokeball, and that person throws out a dark green enormous dragonfly-like bug flying out instead, and it kind of sits there with enormous red eyes as well, looking down on all of you. Eight in Pokemon education to identify what I assume is a Yanmega. What Paul Paul assumes. Charlie may not know. Charlie's pretty sure it's a bug type. Okay. Fifteen Pokemon Ed. Professor News are just able to tell it's from the Yanma line. You're fairly certain it is a Yanmega, they said before. Uh, bug type is a very good bet. Uh, you're not you're not exactly certain on the second one, but flying makes the most sense. It could be something else, though. Got it. Could be dragon. No. <laughs> Looking at the, the way on Mega looks, could be dragon. Could be dragon. I uh, not the time to get on a soapbox right now. <laughs> not the time. That makes sense, though. It is not Trevenant. It is Hollow's turn. Hollow the Hollow. Trevenant. Hollow the Trevenant. Okay. So. Do, uh, yeah, Ruse. Okay, Ruse took an injury from that, but it's still up. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hollow, I don't like that, that bug thing out there. Let's let's see what we can do. Go and put a leech seed on it. And we t- attack with leech seed. Leech seed on the Yanmega? On the Yanmega, yes. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a crit. Doesn't matter on a leech seed, yeah, it but it's a crit. Seed, but it's, <laughs> it, it is definitely gets seeded. So, so that Yanmega has been seeded. Hollow still looking over the battlefield imperiously, uh, shoots out a bunch of seeds which just land and just coats this Yanmega that just came out. And did it really good too. Like, yeah, sprouted the chinks of its uh, chit- uh, chitinous body. Then it is the Duosian who is still up for it. And so it says, alright, uh, hidden power and points to Hollow actually. Oh, and so it floats to F- Hollow and a burst of flame fires out of it and slams into hollow. It deals 43 fire special damage. This is going to be 41 fire special. It, it's not great, but it's like we're not talking any injuries or anything like that. The other one looks over the battlefield with the electric going and when it says, all right, uh, hit two of them with aqua tail. So it coats its tail in water and goes to slam into... Ruse and just barely is able to, due to the pass working, is able to hit Hollow as well. This is like a pass back and forth for there. 
Ruse is able to dodge very quickly to one side, but Hollow does not get the same advantage, especially because he's ingrained. Uh, that's that's uh, just fluff. Ingrained doesn't actually hurt his yeah. AC. But is just barely hit by it. So Ruse dodges to one side out of the Aqua Tail, but Hollow gets hit by it. Okay. Which it's an Aqua Tail, so it's not going to hurt a Grass type too terribly much, yep. but still a hit. It is a hit. Uh, and it deals 49 water physical damage. So there's going to be 17 damage total taken on it, then that will give uh, Hollow an injury. Sorry, uh, I just realized it also has run up, so that actually did 53 water physical damage due to it moving in a straight line with pass. Um, 19. That is an injury for Hollow. Yes. But but Hollow is also still up. All right, that means that it is Snax's turn. About time. (laughs) All right, Snax is going to go after the electric again, this time using... Body slam. Use body slam on the electric! And I'm going to um, cash in one of my daily uses of Echoes of the Future, so I will roll twice and take the better, best result. 12, and that's a 1, so the 12. <laughs> or 13, actually, because of um, focus training. 13, alright, that hits. Right! I was hoping for a paralysis. <laughs> Alas, it was not to be. Forty-four normal physical damage. Forty-four normal physical damage. That did twenty-nine normal physical damage, which is enough to give the electric another injury and faint it. Woo! So, right. Slax just, uh, after missing the first time, just lowers his shoulder and just uses body weight to just slam into this thing. Knock it to the ground. It ends up laid flat out as Neil gets quickly returned, and uh, the one who returns it immediately releases out a large dinosaur-like Pokemon, brown dinosaur Pokemon with giant green leaves coming out of its back, a green helmet-like portion on its head, and what look like yellow fruits growing from its chin. Paul knows this Pokemon. So does Mike. Char- Charlie only knows a seven about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Charlie knows that its name is Tropius. Uh, or Tropius, whichever one you guys prefer. I, I kind of like Tropius, but... It, Tropius. Tropius, okay. Yeah. yeah. Char- uh, Charlie has a bit of a Chan accent, so he'd call it a Tropius. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Tropius. Uh, <laughs> Professor Sneeze knows that a Tropius is a grass and flying type Pokemon. It is well known that uh, the fruits underneath its chin, I believe, are actually edible. Mm-hmm. So, mm, that's and true. Also, don't harm it by getting taken off. So you're not like we're... Ruse, go eat that Pokemon too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Giggles Pokeball uh, shakes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just they can be eat, picked and eaten by other Pokemon or humans, and they grow twice a year. <laughs> That means that we're back to the top of the round, and it is the Yanmega who goes first this time. Uh, so at the beginning no. of its turn, Yanmega is incredibly fast. Yep, uh, <laughs> but it does take a tenth of its HP. Yes. So it immediately kind of gets knocked back on that for a second, and then it kind of spins looking at the field, and uh, its eyes, its reddish eyes, like flash blue for a moment, and then bluish rocks get ripped up from the ground and go spinning towards Ruse. 
Mm-hmm. But first, going to take a, a tenth of its HP, and can you tell me what that is? Uh, so sorry, yes, eight hollow? HP, eight HP. I forgot that Hollow took damage. It hits with mm-hmm. Ancient Power, and does forty-one Rock Special damage. Oh, bye, Ruse. The Flying Grass Field just slam into Ruse, which is able to knock her down and out. Right, and at the end of its turn, the Yanmega buzzes and starts to move even faster. Because it has speed boost. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so Ruse is out. Um, two blades to set up. Uh, since it would be Ruse's turn now, you can immediately release another Pokemon. Why does it have to be a bug? Um, Why are bugs so... Annoying. <laughs> yeah. What the butt? Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> It's also flying. Yeah. Who all is still out on the field? Uh, there is so Snacks the Munchlax. No, no, no. Oh, the uh, bad that's guys. a Yanmega, a Tropius, and uh, the Duosian. Um, I'm going to go ahead and release Grunge. Grunge goes right away. I am going to have Grunge use. How close is Grunge to everyone? Uh, your throwing range is seven, so as close as you want him to be. I'm going to throw Grunge out as close to the Tropius as possible. Perfect, you can land right in front of it. Okay, and then we'll do Flame Burst. Oh, no I won't, that was a one. Okay. Oh, hey, we've we've had some new entries added on to the uh, critical fumble table. I, th- I I would say I think I will have to pick the last one simply because it fits Grunge very well. He goes in, breathes in for a giant flame burst, and then sneezes onto the Tropius. <laughs> <laughs> he got a little bit of dust up his little doggy yeah, nose. Yeah, he just sneezes, he kind of sniffles a bit. The Tropius takes ten gross damage. Ha! No. <laughs> <laughs> The Tropius actually produces a tissue from somewhere and just, like, <laughs> gives it over to Grunge. <laughs> Blows his nose. <laughs> no, Grunge sees the tissue and just, like, lifts his nose up into the air, like, can yeah, you do it for me? Just his nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are now bros. Doesn't mean that, they, that the Tropius won't fight him, but they're bros. All right, it is Hollow's turn. <laughs> and I assume if something is a daily times however much move, it still has to follow every other turn rule, Yes, right? it still has to follow the every other turn rules. All righty, then we're going to use Faint Attack on the Duosian. All right, roll to see if you crit. Uh, no, not a crit. That is, uh, unless we I throw like a D10 at it, I might have a shot. It's just a two. Uh, okay. You still hit because Faint Attack can't miss. Uh, so it's going to be 9 plus 30, 39 dark physical damage on the Duosian. That does 42 dark physical damage, which is enough to give the Duosian an injury, but not quite enough to faint it. Right. So there was this burst of flame that attacked the, the hollow earlier, and or attacked hollow earlier, and hollow just reaches one hand through it with darkened matter energy from it and just grabs the Duosian and like throws it. And it kind of bounces off of the ground with a splat and gets back up. Still a little weakened, but still up and ready to fight. All right. So it is the Duosian's turn. And the Duosian kind of spins, looking around the field, seeing what they deal with. And his eyes land on snacks. 
Mm. And speaking of tasty Pokemon, <laughs> eyes land on snacks and they flash once. Then mm. the Tropius goes. What? And the Tropius also looking over the field. It looks kind of down at Grunge and is like, you know what? We, we had a bro moment. I'll, I'll leave you alone for a bit. And it just... They fist bump real fist quick. Bump, yeah. So, just, yeah. just for now. And it just breathes back. Uh, it breathes back. Breathes in once deeply and shoots out a gust at Hollow, which hits. Uh, and it deals 31 flying special damage to Hollow. Uh, 23. Okay. Not great still, but we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. And hits we'll Hollow, gets knocked back for a second, but is able to roll back up and still be up and good to go. That means it is Snacks' turn. Snacks is going to... The Duosian gave it a look, yes, right? Yes, the Duosian gave it a look. Okay. Well, it's going to go over to the Duosian and use Chip Away. Chip Away at that Duosian. Uh, that's a 15 to hit. Uh, 15 hits. 37 normal physical damage. That did 26 normal physical damage, which is enough to give the Duosian another injury and faint it. Woo! So he goes forward with a punch in this one, and there's not enough of the green goop left to protect the Duosian, so it just slams into its head, and it just gets knocked down with a splat. So that one returns Duosian immediately, and he throws out a bright red and gray bird with, like, flame patternings on its body that just fires into the air and kind of loops around to go after you guys. Let's see here. 26. Pokemon Edge. Professor Sneeze knows immediately that this is a Talon Flame, a fire-flying mm-hmm. type. That is the fully evolved form of... I forget the name of the first type for it. But Fletchling. Okay. Fletchling, thank you. I knew it was something fun. It is well known for being a very fast and... Uh, Strong Pokemon. So basically, most of these Pokemon are let's hate on Charlie's uh, choice of choice here in this battle. <laughs> Not on purpose. Hands, hands, having me too. <laughs> to be fair, like we're going up against the Fuel Core. Like, why? What am I doing sending a grass Pokemon? In? That's that's on me. They are going to have it's, a lot of flying that's types. <laughs> that's on me. <laughs> the Talonflame is actually the fastest thing on the field. So when the top of the round comes, it goes immediately. Um, and so it spins, and it just spits out an ember at Hollow, but Hollow uh, is able to actually just grab the flame out of the air and and just de- demolish it with its own ghostly power. It misses. Can it eat it? Sure. <laughs> We're all very hungry this episode. Uh, it's true. Yeah, you guys are eating a lot of things. Uh, next up immediately afterwards is the Yan Mega. So... Uh, Hollow regains another 8 HP. Going over the field and seeing what's there, it turns to... It actually turns to Hollow as well, and Darkened Energy kind of flashes around its body. Mm-hmm. And it darts towards Hollow again and uses Pursuit. As a run-up, it's going to be about 3 meters away, I'm going to say, because of where it started. And it hits with it. Oh, that's a little, a little extra damage, not much. Uh, so it did twenty-four dark physical damage. Twenty-four. Oh, that's not so bad. 
then the Yan Mega, at the end of its turn, glances over towards the Talonflame as it reclaims its throne as the fastest thing on the field again, <laughs> due to speed boost. But yeah, uh, so it gets hit by uh, by this pursuit attack, but with its ingrained uh, ingrain again, fluff with this one here. It uh, stands its ground and just kind of gets ready for its neck. The next thing it's gonna do. Yeah, yeah, it's able to just kind of weather it. For your complaint about its type effectiveness, Hollow has been kind of holding steady against everything. Yep, <laughs> that um, that's what I'm. That what, kind of what I'm trying to have it do with this. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, grunge is up again. How's the Yon Mega looking? Right uh, now? The Yon Mega has only uh, taken damage from Leech Seed, so it's looking still pretty vibrant. It has plants all over it, but... If I were to guess, it's probably at about 80% of its overall health. Something like that. <laughs> and we can use feature moves as long as they have to do with our Pokemon, right? Mm, Am I yes. Right? What, do, uh, what, what are you thinking of doing? Uh, Blackout Strike. Yes, yes, because that's... That, I mean, yeah, that, that has That's to... Grunge using Blackout Strike. Yes, that works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tropius and him are buds now, so I can't attack <laughs> Tropius anymore with Grunge. That's just my definite decision here. Okay. <laughs> so Grunge instead is going to... Did Grunge just use a tract on himself? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to have Grunge use Bite on the Yon Mega. Okay. Four for accuracy. Four for accuracy. All right. Unfortunately, the Yon Mega is able to see Grunge coming with the bite and flips out of the way. Oh, wait, 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 mm-hmm. wait. Hold on. Hold, hold, please. Hold, please. Clever ruse. Pokemon misses. Apply to the... Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So... But ruse is knocked out. Ha. Uh, <laughs> all right. So which two do you want? I'm guessing the first two, but... Yeah. Okay. So remember that uh, Grunge has plus four evasion and you would ignore evasion with his next attack. Okay. So yeah, Grunge gets that bite or misses with that bite, but like the energy from the bite itself still kind of goes on him. He gets a little more pumped. He's like, nope, I'm ready to hit again. I'm going to get this. All right. So Grunge just went. That means that it is Hollow's turn. Question. Can grass Pokemon be affected by Leech Seed in this game? Leech Seed grass types and targets immune to grass attacks are immune to Leech Seed. So, no. Grass types cannot be seeded. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Unless they have the appropriate soil. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Those are ground types. Uh, With Ingrain, we're going to bring Hollow's HP up. And then we're going to Leech Seed... Um, what do we got? We have the Duosian and we have the Talonflame. Uh, the Duosian fainted, which is why the Talonflame is out. Uh, then we're gonna, we're gonna see the, we're gonna try to see the Talonflame then. That's, that's gonna be here for a while. That's a 17. Alright, that gets it seated. Man, I'm using all these good rolls on things that don't need, like, high, high rolls, but, uh, yeah, so now the, yes, the Talonflame is also seated and we'll... The Talonflame's uh, heated body is kind of burning some of the seeds, but they're they're growing faster than they're burning away. <laughs> Snacks, a mm-hmm. purplish energy, the same color as the eyes, uh, as the Duosian's eyes that flashed, crashes <laughs> down suddenly around him, and he takes 107 psychic special damage from a crit with future sights. Psychic 
special. 107 Psychic wow. Special. <sighs> Oof. Well, he's got five damage reduction because of type strategist. Mm-hmm. So that's 102. Minus his special defense is 18. So 102 minus 18 is going to be... 84. It's definitely two injuries. Yowza! Youch! But I, I bet I bet Snacks is still alive though, isn't it? Yes, he's he's still up. <laughs> All right, and it is Vitropius's turn now. Vitropius kind of spins, kind of flaps up, looking at the field, and decides why not go for this, especially after seeing that psychic damage hit. Two of its wings actually peel off. <gasps> And come flipping towards you, land right in between Snacks and Hollow, and burst out into a leaf tornado, which is going to go for both of them. It hits leaf tornado, so both of them take 39 grass special damage, and your accuracy is lowered by one. Okay, 39 grass special. Yes, 39 grass special. It kind of yeah, looks back at Grunge and kind of gives enough nod, like, you know, I could have moved that. Oh, well. <laughs> Grunge's tongue is just going to loll out, and he's going to be all smiley, <laughs> waving up to the Tropius. Right now, the, the, um, you said AC is at minus two? Uh, minus one to accuracy. Accurate. Okay, that, yeah, accuracy. That's what I had meant. I'm learning from this that maybe I'm specializing too much with each individual Pokemon. <laughs> Anyway, when they're good, they're really good. It's just they have to be set up for it. But that does mean that it is Snacks' turn. Snacks is going to Snacks is going to body slam the Tropius. Okay. Um, that's a an eight to hit. Eight to hit. Body slam has an AC of two. That hits. Forty-two. Normal physical. That did 22 normal physical damage. It's not enough to give it an injury. So go ahead and you slam against the Tropius, which kind of gets knocked back slightly, but it brings its long head to look down at Snacks. Like, you've got some weight, but I'm bigger than you. (laughs) (laughs) Snacks just, you know, sticks something in his mouth and takes a bite of (laughs) it. Alright, we're back to the top of the round, which means that the uh, Yanmega loses another 8 HP, which is given to Hollow. And it finally kind of takes note of the fact that it's been constantly losing HP and kind of follows it over to where it's been losing the HP. And so it rips some more rocks out of the ground and sends them flying with ancient power at Hollow, which hits, and it does uh, 38 rock special damage. And even as they get hit, blue light kind of flashes across its body once, and all of its stats go up one. And then it gets even faster. This thing is absurdly fast at the moment. That means that it is the Talonflame's turn, and it also loses 8 HP, which is given to Hollow. And it's seeing what's going on. It kind of spins in as well. And yeah, it flies up a little bit so that it can shoot down towards Hollow, get a little bit of a run-up. And you actually see it start moving faster, even. Like, as you, you can almost see, like, flames coming from its tail. 
swing through it as it activates rocket. So next turn it'll go first. Um, but it uses a peck on hollow and hits. It does 33 flying physical damage. 25, yep, that's enough to give uh, hollow another injury and faint him. Alright, so this Townsman just flying up and then shoots down to hit Hollow and kind of shoots past him. And Hollow stands there for a moment, still ingrained in the mountain, and then slowly tips backwards and crashes. Timber! <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong Pokemon. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Hollow do- does faint. Uh, with that, uh, do I get to put out uh, Pokemon right away? Yes, go ahead and uh, return and release, because okay. Charlie would be the fastest trainer, too. So, Come on back, Hollow. You did a great, great job against all these flying Pokemon. You did amazingly... Bernie, come on out. Let's see what you can do, bud. And so Bernie comes out and hits the field. And uh, I assume he is not with uh, my uh, juggler capabilities. He would be able to go immediately? Yes, he will go immediately. Cool. What can I hit in a ranged blast three? Because of what the Yon Mega and the Talon Flame just did, you can hit both of them. We are doing rock slide. <laughs> okay, the trophy is kind of dodged, like is out of, moved out of range on purpose to, when it used Leaf Tornado, but the other two just got close. So rock slide on both of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go, Bernie. Go, Bernie. All right, that is a 13. I'll take it. Okay, a 13 will hit. Both of them, actually. Yes. Um, so roll damage. Uh, two, those are D6s. I need D8s. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I want me to roll the same damage for both, or...? Yes, let's just do same damage for both. Okay. Oh, that was a cock die. Uh, five, and an eight, so that's going to be 13 on top of 38, so that's going to be 51 rock physical damage, which is going to be two times effective on both of these Pokemon. So that did 66 Bernie's time to rock shit. physical damage to the uh, Mega, and 80... Rock physical to the Talon Flame. Yeah, both of them take three injuries and faint. So Bernie comes flying out of his Pokeball as a new Blaziken, kind of looks around, kicks off the like rock outcropping near him, kicks it once into the air, and then kicks the rest of it into the two of them and smashes them both. (laughs) They are both returned, and the other one releases his Glyscore again, so it is back out on the field. Charlotte just stands there with his mouth agape. It's like, I knew you were good, but holy cow, man. <laughs> Bernie kind of responds to this. Like, usually he's kind of been looking back at you, like, Let, like let's do this or let's get ready to go. His response to this is just to kind of look back at the field, just like, okay, okay, this is good. Let's keep fighting. Like, he, he has a very, like, flat reaction to it of, like, perfect, that'll work. I like that it was all the, like, super speedy competitive speedy. Oh, and actually uh, Bernie increases his uh, speaking of super speedy, he, he goes up a stage of speed. Yeah, Bernie immediately gets faster. So. <laughs> I will take your speed energy and t- make it my own. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but that means it is Grunge's turn. There is a Gliscor and a Tropius on the field. Well, obviously we're going to go up here the Gliscor. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> the one that you don't have a super effective move against. <laughs> Yeah, we're bros. I can't attack the Tropius anymore. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I know how ridiculous that is, but it's also grunge. Yeah, it's so grunge. it's so grunge. It's, it's so, <laughs> so stop judging. 
And Grudge is going to do fight on the Gliscor, hopefully. Okay. Uh, he ignores evasion with this. And six for accuracy. 2d6 plus that's horrible. Six. Yeah, with ignoring evasion, that hit. And damage? 31 dark physical. That did eight dark physical damage. Oh, oh uh, uh, black, blackout strike. Blackout strike. Blackout strike. Two. Okay, and what that means is that... I'm just going to look at it again. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're using its features. Blackout strike. Free action. Yep, hits with damaging. Uh, target of the attack gains an injury and falls asleep. Okay. So this Glycor gets out of its Pokeball and basically like it's it's out, it's ready to go again, and you just it's it's the anime thing where Grunge just appears behind it and just smacks it down. <laughs> so it just it like it like splats into the ground and then you just hear a snoring noise. I hugged it too hard. <laughs> Grunge kind of has a moment of like, what just happened? <laughs> My new friend. Uh, the Tropius gets to go in the Tropius. Uh, has just been body slammed by snacks. It kind of looks, and one of its leaves starts to glow and kind of and lifts off of its back and spins faster and faster and faster until it just slams into snacks because it's magic leaf, so it can't miss, so that one doesn't matter. And it deals 38 grass special damage. Why is it going to be special all of a sudden? Special. Stop. It's a special yeah. attacker. What can I say? Stop. <laughs> 38, you said? 38. Yes. 3-8 grass special. It's actually a balanced attacker. It just has a lot of special moves. Snacks is still up, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing great, but oh, still yeah, up. Oh, yeah, because it used a normal type move. Wow, yeah, yeah. All right, so Snacks is still up, so that means it is Snacks' turn. All right, Snacks, you're hanging in there. Snacks, keep chipping away at him. And that's what Snacks is going to do. All right, uh, on the Tropius. I've got a thing. That's not what I want. Simple improvements. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, Snacks gains plus eight to its roll. Wow. From... That's a 19 to hit. Sorry, how did... How did Snacks gain plus eight? Simple improvements. Trigger, your normal type Pokemon gains initiative. All of your Pokemon's rolls. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, that works. Wait, twice your type, so plus 16. Uh, skill rank. No, no, no. Add your type like, skill, skill roll to all your Pokemon rolls. So just once. Then your Pokemon gains temporary oh. hit points equal to twice your type. Okay. Skill. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. So, yeah, yeah. So, and that, that, that was the other so Snacks gains, bonus so that Snacks I wanted, gains so. 16 HP. But then 19 to hit, that hits. Woo! 39 normal physical damage. That did 19 normal physical damage. So, which is not enough to give it an injury. <sighs> Top of the round, the Gliscor continues to sleep and continues to sleep. Uh, so, Bernie is up. Funny aside, with an injury, it is now at its max injured HP because of how much damage grunge did to it so grunge literally did some damage and then prevented it from gaining that damage back nice <laughs> all right bernie is going to uh it seems like grunge isn't going to do a whole lot about this uh tropius over here uh he's going to go ahead and do something about it bernie go ahead and attack it with a flame charge 
That is a 19, and um, he actually gets... Uh, that's going to be a crit, actually. Oh, oh, nice. Something you gave me a long time ago. It's on my old sheet. Uh, Bernie's crit range is at a plus one. Huh. Wait, no. does... Is that... Um, no, is that uh, because Bernie has a spicy wrap? No. Yeah. That That's why... Because that's what it is. That's why Bernie's crit range would be a plus one. Why would I make put it like, under like the notes, though? I don't know. I don't remember giving Bernie something that would give him a crit range of plus one. The only thing okay. I've given a crit range of plus one to was, uh, was, ha- or was Harry. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Absol. Was is there some sort of feature or edge that you have that would do something? I don't recall specifically. I just remember that I I wrote it down in the notes because I thought it was something relatively permanent, but whatever. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't remember doing that. I apologize. No, that's alright. Um, Intel, no, how about Intel? We know for sure. Keep it. I'd I'd rather you I'd rather you have it due to my mistake than you not have it. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's a crit. Okay. It's a crit. <laughs> yep. Perfect. It's a Cool, cool. So that means I have to roll four d six then on the flame charge, right? Yes. That's going to be a sixteen, then plus twenty, plus twenty eight. Is that right? Yes. So sixteen thirty six plus another twenty eight is going to be sixty four fire physical damage. So that did sixty six fire physical damage. Which is enough to give the Tropius two injuries, but not enough to faint it. Oh, wow. This is a beefy boy. Uh. So he kind of comes in charging flames, wreathing his body, and just slams into this Tropius, which gets burned and gets knocked back and manages to get back up. And as it gets back up, again, Bernie kind of has a moment where he's just like, he just kind of squares his shoulders and is like, uh, that. Like, you can almost see him thinking, that wasn't good enough. That wasn't good enough, and so he turns back to the fight again. Bernie just went, so it is Grunge's turn. Grunge is going to use Fire Fang on the Glyce... Gly- Glyce Gly- 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 okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and that's an 18 that for accuracy. Hits. Thirty-one fire physical, and then I either flinch or yeah, so flip burn. a coin. I have no coins. I'm a poor woman who <laughs> works at a bank. <laughs> Roll a d4. One and two will be burn. Three and four will be flinch. Okay. I rolled a two. Okay, so it's thirty-one fire physical, and it is burned. Mm-hmm. Okay, 31 fire physical is uh, 8 fire physical damage. So, and also burn, but that also wakes it up. So, uh, Grunge, having knocked out, is like, yes, I did this, and then comes down, chomps on it, and it immediately wakes up from the burning fight. I mean, but it's also burned, it's so kind of mm-hmm. working through that, so. Hey, get up, we have to play! <laughs> right. Now it is the Tropius's turn. Having taken a giant hit from Bernie, it kind of looks around again and seems to kind of like waver for a moment. And it's like, no, I just want one. And you can almost see it like looking, I just want one. <laughs> and so it flies back a bit and lands a leaf tornado between Bernie and Snacks and hits. So Bernie and Snacks are both hit by leaf tornado. 
uh, which does 37 grass special damage. Isn't enough to knock out. Still not enough to knock snacks out. How can I can I make it hurt worse though? I I I I, I was realizing something about this. Because I have accentuated taste as a chef, the sour candy that uh, Snacks has in his belly also provides an evasion bonus versus damaging moves. A plus Ooh, one. Interesting. Yeah. So could any damaging move be a trigger for trading in the digestion buff? Yes. The normal thing for sour candy is physical attacks, but it also provides an evasion to any damaging moves. Yes. Yes, then that would work. Okay, so I'm going to trade in a sour candy, okay. which increases evasion plus one. It is not enough to avoid this, but... That's okay, because that's not why I'm doing this. Because with hits the spot, mm-hmm. it gives plus 16 temporary HP. Ah. And with lunchbox, it gives plus five temporary HP. I see. Good grief. <laughs> and then minus... Wait, what's the damage? I was... 37 grass special damage. 37. So that's... So because of that attack, Snacks gained a bunch of HP. Yep. (laughs) Snacks basically ignored it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, Wow. No, actually, uh... Uh, have him lose five more because with all of that he gained more than one third of his maximum HP. So yeah, yeah, his 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 one third is forty. He was at forty uh, forty five. Why? Hang on. Why can't he do? Because uh, type strategist only gets plus ten damage reduction when they're under one third of their maximum hit points. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it doesn't actually okay, change much, but he takes five more damage. Because he would have gone. Yeah, and now he'll be oh. ten. Beyond yep. one third. But now he went below one third again, so he's back to ten. So now the And I'm guessing gone. Bernie didn't take much either. Uh just twelve. Yep. So both of them kinda <laughs> come through this without much notice. <laughs> uh, Snack just seems to be leaning into it. And it is Snacks' turn. Snacks has already used his two body slams per scene. And he just used chip away. He doesn't have a lot for damaging moves. But He's got one, so he's gonna go for it. Snacks, lick that Tropius. <laughs> Get a taste of those fruits. Right. <laughs> and that is a crit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a crit. <laughs> I am so happy about this. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so that's gonna be, let's see. Um, oh, 21, no. 31 ghost physical damage and it's paralyzed. Well, you know, this Tropius had an arc. This whole thing. He, he made, he, he like made a friend in grunge. He had like, he tried to fight strategically, but ended up against a Munchlax that would not die. <laughs> Got hit by like a giant flame charge out of nowhere and finally takes enough to get an injury and be fainted. <laughs> <laughs> Snacks like lunges forward and goes licking at it and Tropius like has kind of two reactions. One is like this is the ancestral fear of all Tropius is to be eaten because of the fruits. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like oh great it's coming for me and also just like he's been burned and attacked and this thing won't die so he, so he just gives up. He's just like yep I'm done and just faints. 
as as it goes down, Snacks uh, turns to Bernie um, and just you know kind of licks his lips and gives Bernie a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Off to the side, you hear Grunge just give a long, low howl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we are at the top of the round, which actually means the Gliscor gets to do something. Uh, just yeah. just checking, Bart. Bernie did take two um, speed stages. Does that change anything? Yes, actually. Bernie's faster. So cool. Bernie goes first. Ooh. All right. Uh, Bernie hoping to uh, put an, uh, a nail in this coffin. He's going to attack the glass score with Rock Slide. Okay. This is a seven. Seven. I don't think it's going to do it. Not against an AC of four. four. No, it just narrowly manages to dodge out of the way Oof. as these rocks come forward. It sees its death coming, and it will not stand <laughs> for it. <laughs> no, it'll faint for it. Yes, it will fly away from huh. it, actually. Um, okay, takes a stand in action. Okay, perfect. All right, so now it is the Gliscor's turn, and it kind of spins, and it sees that you guys have all been nicely grouped together. Um, due to where you've all been standing nearby for it. So it goes slamming into the middle of you and launches a wave of dirt using bulldoze. <laughs> mm. But it does miss. it just wrong and just skids to a stop right in the middle of you, tripped. Because it rolled a one. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> and because it took a standard action, it also loses a tick of HP. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> wow. Now we all huddle around it, standing over it, lying prostrate on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so now you all are surrounding it with it, like, completely flat out on the ground. <laughs> Grunge, what do you do? Oh, boy, what can he do? <laughs> um, you know what? Grunge is... Grunge is going to use Helping Hand... <laughs> What? Okay. <laughs> I mean, none of his stuff is really going to do much damage. Right, so what? What is? Who is he using helping hand on? Fine, I, I won't use helping hand. I'll use bite, I guess. You can use helping hand. You certainly could. Okay. No, everybody's laughing at me. <laughs> I feel a bear. So character for grunge. That's why we're laughing. <laughs> I know. Um, actually, no. Okay, no. I'm gonna stick with it. So what Grunge is gonna do, since they're all kind of grouped around this Gliscor, <laughs> is just gonna hold out a paw to like each side for each of his friends to grab onto. I mean, he can only help one, but yeah. um, I don't know who who has the best moves against the Gliscor right now. Oh, Bernie, definitely. Okay, so then we're giving the helping hand to Bernie then. So plus two on next accuracy roll and plus ten damage. Nice. Mm. That means it is Snacks' turn. How's this Gliscor looking? Fairly decent, over half health. Uh, it's burned, so that's something. But Snacks is going to use Chip Away. Chip Away and it's Snacks! Uh, that's a 13 to hit. That hits. 34 normal physical. That did 15 normal physical damage, which is just enough to give it an injury, but not enough to faint it. So you went to solid hit and it kind of hit it in the gut and it went Ugh, still up and still trying to fight, even though it's, you know, flat on its back in the middle of the three of you. 
<laughs> well, that does bring us to the top of the round and to Bernie once again. Uh, probably the next best one is going to be Night Slash okay. on it then. With the Night Slash. Ooh, this is a crit. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alright, so that's going to be uh, 46. I just, real quick, I just love this visual of all of our Pokemon crowding around this thing and just continuously wailing on it. <laughs> and just kicking it. <laughs> the Therocore just like standing in the background going, should we, sh- should we, we stop this? No, this? no, to uh, the death. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's only been one round, so. So, four, 46 yes. on this. Uh, which is a pretty nice roll that's uh, 17 plus another 20. Uh, so it's going to be uh, 37 plus another uh, 28. So it's going to be 65 plus another 10, right? Yep. Because of the helping hand. So that's 75 dark physical damage. 75 dark Ooh. physical damage. <laughs> so that did 56 dark physical damage, which is enough. To give this Gliscor two injuries, two more injuries, and faint it. So Bernie, <laughs> Bernie doesn't even hesitate. Like he doesn't stop. He just immediately dark thing just slashes down into this thing and knocks it completely out. <laughs> I've been keeping a, a, a KO count, mm-hmm. and Bernie and Snacks each KO'd three of the Pokemon. Really? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Bernie and I, I'm Snacks not... split the KOs evenly. The thing is, like, Bernie did it with just massive damage. Yep. Snacks basically <laughs> just picked up the end of them. Yeah, Ber- Bernie KO'd three Pokemon <laughs> in two moves. Yep. And uh, Snacks basically got the last hit on the th- on three Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Ruse did the lion's share of the work on at least two of those three. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Snacks is lax, what can I say? <laughs> After being defeated, uh, the Furicore members return their Pokemon and nod to the three of you. Good. You're strong enough to learn. Come with us. They lead you into the featureless black walls of the giant monolith and further into a small black box. The doors slide closed on the box, which is illuminated by a single light on the ceiling, and you get a strange feeling of movement as the box shifts upwards. After several seconds, the box slides away entirely, ceiling, walls, everything is gone, leaving you standing upon the roof of the Furocore headquarters. The roof is warmer than it should be, and even though you can hear the wind all around you, none of it touches you. All of the Chandy region is laid out before you in a wraparound vista, the greens and browns and blues and whites all unbelievably sharp and clear. One of the Furocore members steps forward to the edge of the roof and reaches out a hand, tapping seemingly upon midair. The area around his hand blurs oddly and suddenly projected in midair is Clear Lake City. Even as you watch, you can see the researchers bustling about in their tense city and the citizens moving around in their town going about their daily business. You spot a tall figure that might be Mukul, moving about and greeting the townspeople. This building was found at the top of this mountain. It opened at the touch of our founder, the Firo Corman says, looking back at the three of you. As far as we can tell, this rooftop gives us a view of the entire Chandi region in real time. And tapping at an area gives us a somewhat closer look. 
It has been invaluable in, in planning our routes and keeping trainers Pokemon safe. This is not just why we brought you here, however. He points to the other side of the rooftop, where a second corpsman is tapping at the northeast edge of the impossible vista. The image blurs again, revealing a huge, ugly fortification of tumbled stones, looking over a stunted landscape of twisted trees and stubby grass. At the rightmost edge, about three quarters of the way through where the image would normally be looking at from Clear Lake City, the image suddenly cuts, transitioning into opaque blackness with shocking suddenness. The third corpsman walks to the northwest edge of the map and taps there, revealing a yellow-orange desert studded with the occasional cacnea roaming idly about. The left edge of this image is cut off, in the same way as the right edge of the image to the northeast, showing nothing but blackness. The forced corpsman walks in between his two companions and taps at the other northernmost edge of the map. This image resolves into a landscape of rock, ice, and deep snow. A purplish shadow roils to one side, revealing a terrifying grin for a moment before going about its business outside of the frame. The top of this image is opaque and black, just like the other two. This blackness has appeared for as long as the Fear Corps has used this panorama, the second corpsman states, gesturing to the opaque black marks. Sending Corman out to the black areas revealed nothing unusual, so we assumed that it was simply the limitations of this device, as far as it could reach. However, six months ago, this assumption was forced to change. Six months ago, the third Corman repeated, her voice soft. The blackness moved forward into the Chandy region by a distance of three miles. She looks at the blackness on the screen, her face impassive. We send Corman to look into the blackness again, and they found nothing unusual in the three miles that were lost. However, the two Corman who went beyond those three miles did not return, and we cannot afford to send more. The gym leaders are all informed of this, as is the Elite Four and the Champion, but for now, there seems to be nothing specific we can do. We do not even know what, if anything, is wrong here. The three Corman all look to you. We have shown you what we what we were asked to show you. What you do with it is up to you. With that, they usher you out of the Furocore headquarters and send you back towards the Monastery of the Scaled Fist. And with that, I think I'll sell all the time that we have this week. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at PokeRollPodcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve of your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans, and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at TapestryRadio, and check out some of our other great shows at TapestryRadio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. And feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And uh, as always, come hang out with us in our Discord and in our in the tap room, and uh, come chat and have fun Pokemon conversations with us. I'm Michael. I'm on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. And I'm Lydia, and you can find me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8. And you can find me on Twitter at Behind Your Eyelie. That's behind your E-Y-E-L-I. 
If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Box Cheese, Nathan Jester, DGZ, Dr. Odino, Gregory Lopez, David Harshman, Rob, Mark Smith, Froxus, Anneli T, Legendary, Eric Longquist, Azure Spider, Peter Stadmuller, Michael, Rich Kammer, Tim Jacobson, Ursa93, and Terry Fow. You guys are awesome and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. Bye. Woo. Next time on Pokemon Rollout. With the information from the Fero Corps ringing in their ears, the trainers decide that it's time to head out from the Monastery of the Scaled Fist. And Cole Danton suggests a unique way of doing so. Where will the trainers go next? How will they get there? And what will happen to them before they arrive? Find out next time on Pokemon Rollout. Episode 90. Yeah. Ten more episodes until the 100th episode. Oh. Again. <laughs> Again. <Yeah. laughs> the 100th canonical right. episode? That'll be the alt title for that one. I can't read numbers, apparently. Uh-oh. Do we need to do it again? That's a problem for a math no, teacher. No, 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 no. No, no. I think I got it. I think I got it. Maybe. It's okay. Math is hard for me, too. <laughs> No, like, I just looked at the numbers and I said them wrong. I was like, uh, something. Just put five, colon seven. <laughs> <laughs> Four, well, nine, 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 five, five, one, nine. My, uh, Flora, the floor just has the gardener ability. Ooh. <gasps> she could go on Spicy's back and plant gardens. <laughs> oh, True. I love that. It'll be a little He's more so difficult cute. since Spicy it has become a ghost type. But uh, it is still doable. But what if it was all a bunch of like night blooming plants? There you go. Roll the D8. Oh no, which one is that? Roll the D8 sucks. Yes, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I just had to find it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.